Hey yo, welcome to Kiki's Corner, where biblical principles meet culture. Hello everyone, my name is Kiki Francois. I am your host. This is my corner of the world where I get the opportunity to be holy as Christ has called me to be holy and cultivate a space for others to join in. I am a writer, poet, rhetorician, disciple, and theo activist. I am a Christ follower and welcome to episode three of Kiki's Corner where biblical principles meet culture. Now let's get into it. Um, this week was very tough for me. Um, this was a very tough week um, with the passing of Kobe Bryant and Gianna and seven others um, in the helicopter crash on Sunday morning. Um, I actually found out Kobe died at the library. I was sitting down trying to read for my Howard Thurman class and this girl sitting across from me, um, she said, Kobe Bryant died to her friend who was sitting next to me. My body froze and I kind of didn't believe it. I sat there frozen in my seat and I tried, um, and then I just typed in Kobe Bryant's name in Google just to see if it's real. Cause you know how people troll online and it could have been a hoax and you know, different things. So I just tried to just see for myself. Um, then I read the headline, Kobe Bryant dies in helicopter crash. I didn't move. How could I? I sat there with it for a moment and realized that death indeed did have a sting. Um, it hurt. <laughs> um, and to be honest with y'all, I went home. I couldn't take it. And living in Atlanta is different, especially with Black death, um, because you kind of see it all over people's face and demeanor. And it's kind of like, man, this again, again, again. Um, it almost becomes a song that's like playing in your mind. You're like, it's this again? Really? Um, well, I, I pulled up to my place and someone was outside just talking about Kobe trying to get it out of their system. And I just waved to him and I went inside my house and I sat at my desk. And if anyone knows me, my favorite sport is basketball. My favorite player is D-Wade. And D-Wade learned so much from Kobe. His moves, his demeanor, and his mentality. Um, they both played with Shaq and won championships. And But most importantly, they were fathers. And y'all, we, we need our Black fathers. Um, they are so crucial to the growth, wealth, and health um, of the Black community. And speaking of a Black father, my, my dad's favorite player was Kobe Bryant. And his favorite team was the Lakers. So growing up, we would watch and attend Laker and Heat games. Um, I specifically remember, um, you know, so I, I specifically remember um, the Heat game versus the Lakers on Christmas Day, the Christmas Day game. And my dad, uh, well, Kobe had shot the winning shot, the game-winning shot over Dwayne Wade. And my dad, like, jumped up, but he was also, like, holding me, trying to console me because I was so distraught and I was so, like, young. <laughs> I'm over here cheesing, y'all. Um, but, yeah, I, I just remember those games back and forth. It was a rivalry all the time, even when LeBron came. Um, so um, I was always like, man, Kobe Bryant always scoring and – uh, Dwayne Wade and it was just it was just great we would attend games as well and so it was a bond that my father and I shared um, but my father actually taught me how to play basketball he would take me to the court uh, to play with the big guys and that's how I got so good at defense because I never had the ball in my hand um, but Kobe was a part of American life um, you know he was big in the United States he was big in China he was big all over the world he was big in the black community big in the basketball community and so he really 
um, had an impact and an influence positively um, on these certain communities. Um, but I think the worst part about this tragedy is Gianna, um, just their relationship and how they had that father and daughter bond that is unmatched. Parents are mentors, protectors, lovers, fighters, and they care for their children. So y'all, it's just sad. Um, also, the other lives lost in this tragedy. I'm going to list the names and the ages and here in a minute. And um, I want you all to pay attention to the ages and listen to how young everyone was. Kobe, 41. Gianna, 13. John Altabelli, 56. Carrie Altabelli, 46. Alyssa Altabelli, 13. Christina Mazer, 38. Ara Zobayan, 50. Sarah Chester, 45, and Peyton Chester, 13. And you know, Kenny Smith on TNT made this tragedy hit home even more for me. He said what Colby was doing was carpooling, but using a helicopter. And it made me think about all of those moments I rode with various parents and other players rode with my mom to AAU games. It was just a normal thing you did. You're like, hey, can y'all take my daughter because I'm going to work and, you know, she really wants to be at the game. And you knew that, you know, she loved basketball or he loved basketball. So it was really a community, a family affair. Um, so, yeah, I just I just broke down because basketball got me to the place that I, I'm at today. Um, Kobe even said in an in interview that basketball is the best metaphor for life. And it's true. As a young woman, a lot of my confidence came from playing basketball and my self-esteem was built because of basketball. I was fearless and there was nothing that I couldn't do. And by the grace of God, I found basketball because of the bond that I shared with my father, just like Gianna. So y'all, this is, this is hard. Um, we're going to pray early. Um, but um, here are some tips when grieving. Um, here's some I'm going to give you all some tips on how to grieve and, and what's the normal reaction and the normal response. And this episode is different because I'm not doing a compare and con contrast. I'm not trying to say, hey, this is the world, what the world does. And this is what, you know, we as Bible believing Christians are supposed to do. But I'm just kind of, we're just, this is a special episode. Um, this is just dedicated to Kobe Bryant and um, all the lives that were lost and how do we grieve and now also Black History Month. So I kind of just want to set that tone right now um, for us. Um, so yeah. Uh, lastly, let me address this. Someone asked on Twitter, can you grieve for someone you don't know? And I would respond, yes. If someone has had an impact on your life, and they are a mentor from afar, even though you haven't met them, but they've had influence on you in a positive way and now they are gone, yes, you can grieve because it's a loss. Also, you can grieve for the families because they knew the day-to-day -day of that person. But I would advise this generation not to get so numb to death, especially with social media making everything a virtual reality, like it's not real. No, it is real. This is a real, this is, this is real. Um, so allow yourself to feel the pain because it hurts. Um, but, um, I, I've been feeling the pain all week and I've been watching videos all week, uh, interviews from Kobe's, you know, life. Um, but something that I noticed in those interviews was that Kobe was so funny. Y'all, he was a jokester. He had fun, um, which is what life is about. God didn't just put us on here to work and, 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 you know, God put us here to have fun and enjoy this life. So please. And I think, uh, yeah. So please y'all, um, have some fun today. Um, 
And also to Vanessa, my prayers go out to her, the wife of Kobe Bryant, um, also Natalia, Bianca, and Capri, and also the other families. This is a hard moment and a hard time as we're coming up on a week here now um, since the passing, uh, since the, the tragedy and the, the helicopter accident. Um, so, yeah, there are my prayers. And I think, um, yeah, this is this is just tough, y'all. This is tough. Um but the practical tips that I'm going to list are actually from Dr. Jennifer Windinger, Windinger's class, Pastoral Care um, at Candler. Um, these are just some tips she gave us last semester when we're helping people grieve or when we're grieving ourselves. So one, recognize that grief is a normal response to any loss. Two, grief or grieving arises out of as a reaction to a loss. Specifically, grief can be defined as the psyche energy that results from tension created by an individual's desire to what? One, maintain his or her assumptive world as it was before the loss. So that's me sitting at the table at the library and the girl saying Kobe Bryant just died. And I'm like, what? What's a world without Kobe? Two, accommodate themselves to a newly emerging reality resulting from his or her loss. So I had to say, nope, I need to go home and be with family because I can't, this is, I don't know how to respond to this. This is someone who was a part of my life. He was a pillar in my life. How do I how do I respond to this? I need to be around someone who's close. And third, incorporate the new reality into an emerging assumptive world. So as I've watched interviews over the week and as I spoke it out with people and say, man, this is our new reality um, of a world without Kobe. Um, and then also grief can be perceived as an attempt to make an internal and external adjustments to the undesired change in one's world brought upon by the loss. So you're trying to say, how do I internally um, recognize this and externally um, acknowledge this? Um, and lastly, grief never ends. So Michael Jackson died 10 years ago. Rodney Sisko died a year and a half, a year and two months ago. Um, Whitney Houston died in 2012. Um, so I'm still grieving. It's still hard. I'm grieving in different ways and it's not as uh, severe as when I first found out, but it still is very painful. Um, so the feelings that you feel with grief is sadness, anger, guilt, anxiety, loneliness, fatigue, helplessness, shock, yearning, relief, and also numbness, not the numbness, like, just like, I don't really care about death, but it's more of like, I can't believe this happened. I don't know what my body is doing right now. Um, and so what does the Bible have to say about grief, grief and death? Um, so on my first episode, if y'all remember, I said, you know, how do we respond to death? Well, we pray, um, and because we don't have all the answers, but, um, but we do have this answer here and it's first Corinthians 15, 55 through 57. And it says this, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Listen to that y'all. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I posted this, um, actually two hours after Kobe died because I wanted, um, because it felt, it felt appropriate. And also it, I was like, man, this hurt, but like we got the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and so I'm going to read this commentary, um, on this particular verse. It says all the saints should not die, but all would be changed in the gospel. Many truths before hidden in mystery are made known. Death never shall appear in the regions to which our Lord will bear his risen saints. Listen to that, y'all. Therefore, let us seek the full assurance of faith and hope that in the midst of pain and in the prospect of death, we may think calmly on the horrors of the tomb, assured that our bodies will there sleep. And in the meantime, our souls will be present with the Redeemer. Sin gives death all its hurtful power, but the sting of death is sin. But Christ, by dying, has taken out 
this thing. He has made atonement for sin. He has obtained remission of it. The strength of sin is the law. None can answer its demands, endure its curse, or do away his own transgressions. Hence, terror and anguish. And hence, death is terrible to the unbelieving and the impenitent. But death may seize a believer, but it cannot hold him in its power. Y'all, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Okay. And we have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's like, yeah, at that library table, <laughs> it stung. It hurt. But through our Lord Jesus Christ, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? And that that's literally the mantra and the attitude that I had to really put on and say, uh-uh, <laughs> you, we won't be defeated. We have risen. We, 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 we have, we have conquered death through the blood of the lamb. And so something else that gives me comfort is that Kobe and Gianna went to mass, um, right before their deaths. Um, so that really just comforted me And mass in the Catholic tradition is kind of like their church service. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's something that really comforted me that they were in the presence of the Lord before their death. Um, so yeah. Um, also Psalm 34, 18 says the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He saves the contrite in spirit. And so that's for us. God is ever so present. He's here. He has our back. If you, if this is a loss or if you've gone through a loss in your life, God is very much so present and he loves you. And so please know that God knew that this would happen before the beginning of time. He has never left us. He's never forsaken us. He's a good father. This shouldn't make you question God at all because God is who he say he is. He is the I am, the alpha, the omega, the high priest. He is everything. He's almighty. He's strong. There's not enough names to list what he is. So, um, yeah, y'all, uh, let's pray. Heavenly fathers, we come to you. God, we just want to say that we adore you. We love you. You're mighty. You're strong. You're everything to us. And we are nothing without you. God, we confess of any ways that we have not been like you. Lord, purge us from it, Lord, and make us clean and a new creation. God, we give you thanks that we get an opportunity to be on this earth one more day to be ambassadors for you. God, we come to you and we're asking that you uh, be so close to the families who've lost someone in this tragedy, Lord, that has affected us all. Um, Lord, you knew this would happen before the beginning of time, Lord, so keep us in the palm of your hand and in the refuge of your loving arms. Mm, God, um, we just pray for this world. We pray for our families and we pray for ourselves, Lord, that we seize each day and that we work hard each day, Lord Jesus, and that we, 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 we find places and times to rest as well, Lord, but we, that we recognize you are who you say you are and that you will never leave us, Lord, and that you have us in the palm of your hands and that you won't let go and that you're a good father. Um, so, Lord, we pray all of these things in your holy name. Amen. Happy Black History Month, everybody. Woo! Um, or... <laughs> Or happy African American History Month, or the best thing invented since sliced bread. Hey, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm bliggity bliggity. I'm black, y'all. Whitney Houston actually said we need a longer month. <laughs> so much shade. Um, her and Bobby, man, that was something special. R.I.P. Whitney. 
Um, but usually around this time, I am either planning, facilitating, and or executing an event with the William Osborne Society, the Black Student Union at Wheaton College. What's up? Shout out to y'all. I know y'all have amazing things planned and going on. Um, I wish y'all nothing but the best. Um, but Black History Month is an annual celebration of achievements by African-Americans and a time for recognizing the central role of Blacks in U.S. history. So it's the history class you never got. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, but in September of 1915, the Harvard-trained historian Carter G. Woodson and the prominent minister Jesse E. Moreland founded the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, an organization dedicated to researching and promoting achievements by Black Americans and other peoples of African descent. The event inspired schools and communities nationwide to organize local celebrations, establish history clubs, and host performances and lectures. Yeah, I love my people. Let's celebrate what God has given uh, because it is a gift to be Black. We have survived and we are still kicking. But to kick off Black History Month, I suggest everyone under the sound of my voice go watch uh, the episode, People Try to Live Without Black Inventions for 72 Hours on BuzzFeed and YouTube. So let's start off with Black Inventors and then we'll end the show. I just want to list a few and then we'll, I'll be out of y'all here for the week. Y'all can go do whatever y'all want. Um, No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a jokester. So Black Inventors and their inventions. Air conditioning units, auto fishing device, auto gear shift. Blood plasma bag, bicycle frame, baby buggy, elevator, egg beater, electric lamp and bulb, eye protector, fire extinguisher, gas mask, golf tee, guitar, hairbrush, hey Lydia, thank you, um, insect destroyed gun, and ironing board, and last but not least, the lawnmower. So, yeah, what's up? What's up, y'all? What's up? Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Black people are amazing. Love you dearly. Enjoy this month. Celebrate. Love your neighbor. Love each other. Encourage each other. Black pride is a good thing. Um, Pro-black does not mean anti-anything else. It just means we have survived. We've come this far by faith, and we're still leaning on the Lord. Peace out, Girl Scout. Love y'all. Have a great week. Peace! If you like what you heard, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kiki's Corner Podcast. That's Kiki's Corner with an S podcast. Check out my website, kikifrancois.com, for bookings, content, and past episodes from this show. I update the website weekly, and I'm constantly on Instagram. Y'all should just call me the late night preacher. Um, <laughs> if you would like to be featured on this show, please DM me on my Instagram or email me at kikiscornerpodcast at gmail.com. That is all that I have for y'all. Y'all have a beautiful week. Peace.